Welcome to Rooted and Robust Podcast. Hello everyone, welcome to Rooted and Robust Podcast. My name is Ozuma Anyoji and I'm back again this week with another episode for you. Today we want to look at the secrets to running a successful non-profit organization. Today I have a guest on the show. I always have a guest on the show. And it's because I always bring the best of the best to you guys. So today I have an amazing woman. Hmm. <laughs> oh God. First of all, let, let me let me even tell you who she is because <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> Okay, so I have Emanuela Imo on the show. She's an excellent nonprofit communicator and result-oriented strategist with proven expertise in nonprofit communications, brand management, content creation, digital marketing, and copywriting. She currently serves as the country director for Nob Foundation Nigeria where she successfully launched the organization's maiden brand ambassadorship program and registered over 300 sickle cell warriors in their database. Emanuela is passionate about volunteering and has rendered her services to over 10 organizations, including serving as a director of communications for Health Volunteers Nigeria Initiative. She's the founder and CEO of Ella Communications, a full-service digital marketing agency that helps nonprofits build and grow their organizations using digital media, tech, and communications. She has worked with organizations like the Hope For Us Charity, Her Connect Hub, Song Africa, Trust Africa, Audrey Sickle Cell Foundation, North Hub Africa, and a host of other organizations, helping them with branding, marketing, and communications at different times. Emanuela is a PhD candidate at the prestigious University of Cyprus, where she majors in communications. While nonprofit communications consulting is her primary function of the day, she also enjoys mentoring young ladies. Everything about this woman is nonprofit, nonprofit communication. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Emanuela. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Thank you so much for having me, Ozioma. It's a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to have you. So, should I just call you Mama Nonprofit? Because nonprofit, no, ah, ah, what's going on? Nice, nice, Anyway, but but I'm curious. What inspired your your passion in nonprofit organization? Okay, so what inspired me? Um, I think my inspiration came from different sources. Mm. The first source would be my family. So, um. I happen to be born into a missionary's home. My dad is a missionary okay. and he runs a faith-based organization. So when we say faith-based, we mean an NGO, a Christian NGO. Okay. Yeah, so it's actually 30 years old this year, 2022. <laughs> so, mm. um, yeah. Um, so I think that, that was my first um inspiration or motivation okay so having to be born into that environment and being in the position to always help people 
connect with people and all of that. Mm. Then the second inspiration would be, I think, just my personality, having to want to always help people and see the best in people. And um, I started my own charity or non-profit, as we all know it, or NGO, as Nigerians will call it. Yeah. I started my own NGO when I was back in Nigeria, too, to be precise. One was for girls, the other one was for teenagers. And um, that, that just started because I saw a need and I wanted to fill in the gap. And I just wanted to ensure that teen girls and boys were better persons. Mm. And they didn't have to resort to the social vices around us and just become useless in life. So basically, so from that, um, when I had to leave Nigeria for my master's program, I left the work in the hands of a few people. And unfortunately, the work just died in natural death. (laughs) So um, that happened because of a lot of things um structure issues most especially mm. but um, in the course of me doing my master's program and doing a lot of research and also still having the desire to still want to help people i realized that i could use all of the skills when it comes to digital marketing yeah. um communications put together i could use that to help the non-profit sector because um, there was actually a gap there. So I wouldn't say I stumbled on the non-profit sector. Okay. It's a combination of experience, um, reality, <laughs> upbringing, mm. and also, um, will I call it certification? Yeah. So it's, it's a, mix a mix of a lot of things. Of everything. Yeah. Yeah. So it's oh. of everything, just wanting to to help non-profits see things from a different perspective in terms of marketing, tech, and um, digital media. So, yeah, I, I think, yeah, that, that's basically a summary of it. Mm, interesting. I'm, I'm sure someone out there is wondering, why are they calling non-profit? Is it the same as NGO, like, like we know down here? Or is it a different thing altogether? So quickly, is it the same thing? Or are you talking about something entirely different from what we know around here as non-governmental organizations? Okay, so um, when we say non-profit, I think non-profit NGOs, charity, they all fall under organizations that are not that are not being paid or having any monetary value for the work that they do. Okay. Um, I think that's basically a layman's or a simple way of of explaining it. Yeah. Mm, But then when it comes to the full meaning, non-governmental organization is what we call NGO. Um, Non-profit is non-profit. Um... We also have social enterprises. So these are businesses that are solving a social problem, yeah. basically. Yeah. So I won't read, but what's really the difference between NGO and <laughs> I think it's left for everyone to go to Google and identify that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, then, but then, like I said, 
non-governmental organization is is doesn't belong to any government body um per se and then the non-profit um i think they fall under the same category as charity organizations okay but yeah i hope that if i find a better way to put it maybe i'll come back to it <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay it's fine now you you've worked with a whole lot of non-profit organizations and you've probably gotten involved in some of their projects i mean if not all so what kind of project do non-profit organizations carry out are they open to every and any kind of community project or do they have specifics in terms of the project they carry out mm, okay so when it comes to when it comes to projects yeah um a project will be determined based on the vision or the mission of the organization and yeah. the problem that the organization is trying to solve. Mm-hmm. So for example, um let me give you a practical example. For example, we have Audio Sickle Cell Foundation, which is an organization I've worked with. Um they are focused on solving or reducing the number of people living with sickle cell in Nigeria okay. and also supporting people living with sickle cell in Nigeria. So based on that mission or that goal that they hope to achieve, their programs have been crafted around that. Okay. And some of their programs are um they do sickle cell clinic which is like a so, a sort of support for people living with sickle cell giving them routine medicines and also get getting them access to to um doctors for routine checkups and all of that because some of these things are very expensive especially in Nigeria yeah um yeah so that's one program that they do the other one is sickle awareness so awareness is carried on offline and online so online they just do basic educational campaigns and all of that offline they do a lot of secondary school outreaches you know um sickle cell walks they do mm-hmm. on the street campaigns umbrella walks different things that just kind of create awareness about sickle cell, sickle cell yeah so, yeah um programs for NGOs or for non-profits would not necessarily be there is no static program for any any organization yeah. every program and mission and also the problem they are trying to solve so if you're trying to solve the problem of hunger your program should be tailored around how exactly you can creatively solve the problem of hunger mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah wow i get that i get that so i mean problems are everywhere so whichever exactly. angle problem, you tailor your organization <laughs> so <laughs> then you begin to solve problems i get that interesting now yeah it's, it's mm-hmm. amazing that um, non-profits they do a whole lot of a whole lot of community projects but then they are non-profits mm-hmm. so how do they raise money because it's a whole lot to carry out these projects in rural places how do they raise money and mm-hmm. this money when they raise it are there structures in place i mean you worked with some of them and you don't own some yourself so are there structures in place that monitor mm. the funds to make sure that someone doesn't embezzle money and all of that so that's like two in one how do they raise money yeah how is the management of these funds carried out okay so let's take it one by one the first 
question how do they raise money um so like i said there is no one way that cuts it all for every organization mm-hmm. so different organizations have different ways in which they raise money to be able to fund the work that they do mm-hmm. so generally top of mind the ways that different organizations raise funds for their work is either through crowdfunding so okay. crowdfunding is when we see all these online campaigns that they say party girl donate 100 naira to yeah. buy one pack mm-hmm. yeah all of those kind of campaigns that's crowdfunding um or peer-to-peer fundraising which is sort of similar um and then you find uh, some of them sell merchandise so when i say merchandise they create items that they can monetize okay. to be able to raise funds. So, for example, umbrellas, T-shirts, hoodies, cups, jotters, you know, all of these creative, beautiful-looking things, items that people can buy. And that's because people prefer to buy and look good than to mm. give you money to go and help somebody's life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so... Because because we've identified that way, it's better to be able to reach people at their point of of need. So mm-hmm. if that's the way they want to support, yeah. So that's one way, merchandise sales. So I've mentioned two, um, crowdfunding, peer-to-peer fundraising, merchandise sales. There is also um, application for grants. Okay. Um, so a lot of us know what grants are. Yeah. yeah that people can reach out um, for grants, there are a lot of grant-making organizations in Africa and also out of Africa. Um, you get to see a lot of all these opportunities online most of the time. So they can apply for grants depending on what they do and what the grant-making organization is requesting for. Mm. So if they say they want to support people who are into agriculture, an NGO that is into health who will not qualify for that kind of grant. Yeah. I don't know if you get one. Yeah, yeah. So um grant is one another way people raise funds is um um through corporate partnerships so partnerships yeah corporate partnerships or corporate sponsorships and csr yeah csr is another way so when we say corporate partnership or sponsorships there are big organizations that have csr projects that are tailored to help every not big not some Every organization, every mm-hmm. company is supposed to have a CSR. So it's like giving back. Every mm. company is supposed to have that. Yeah. So the companies, there are some companies that declare theirs open and let you know that this is the area of focus. Mm-hmm. Some others, based on the work that you have seen that they've sponsored before, you would know that these are the kind of projects that they usually work with. So... Mm. Um, that's one way that NGOs can raise money. So you simply come up with a beautiful proposal, send it to them with your sponsorship um, details. If it's something they can do, they will definitely work with you, um, either in sponsorship capacity or partner capacity. So yeah. whichever one of the options. Mm. Yeah, so that's one thing. Um, one way they respond. Another way is through the CSR, like I mentioned, yeah. So some organizations, some organizations are able to um, plan projects for for companies. So for example, um, there is an organization I worked with. What they usually do because they've had a track record of of 
being able to deliver on their word mm-hmm. organizations or a particular organization comes to them to help them carry out a specific project some organizations also use that as leverage mm-hmm. um the other way is through family and friends yeah yeah course, so i think those are like the major ways that ngos raise money for the work that they do although most founders um heavily rely heavily on on the on their own personal funds or funds from family and friends and that's because there is no fundraising strategy or fundraising structure for the organization in place because yeah. Having a fundraising strategy or structure would help you to know how exactly you want to be able to raise funds mm. um, for your organization and for your project. So yeah, those are the few ways. So that answers the first question. Yeah. Um, your second question yeah. was: um, Is there anybody yeah. in place to regulate the funds that NGOs receive? Isn't it? Yes. Okay. So um, I'm going to talk up from. My based off of my knowledge, Nigeria and US. So okay. for for US, there's a 501. Once you're registered as a 501c3, you have to go through audit, and audit requires a lot of things. So you're going to check where your money is coming in through. You're going to check who is donating. If um, you know uh, for organizations in the US, there's a uh, can't remember what they call it. Something that has to do with taxes for NGOs or people who donate. So okay. all of all of these things have to be recorded um, and put in place in in preparation for your audits because when your auditors come or your board um, asks for all of this information, if you don't have it, you're definitely going to be fined a huge sum of money. Mm. So when it comes to the US, there's definitely how um, NGOs operate when it comes to funding donations and all of that mm-hmm. there is a body to regulate that for nigeria i know recently um efcc stepped in and then they started doing they started issuing this um scumil certificate okay um, s-c-u-m-l i don't know what it means <laughs> but they, <laughs> they call it the scumil certificate so um you, you sign up, you register, and whichever way they do it, and then you get the SCOMU certificate, which is a very, very tedious, tedious process. Wow. I'm telling you, everyone that I know that has done it, even the organizations that I work with, they always suffer to get it. But then um, what they did was that SCOMU certificate is now a requirement for you to be able to open up your bank account. Oh, okay. So, so if you don't have SCOMU, yeah. Wow. Exactly. So if you don't have that certificate, you cannot open a bank account um, for your organization. And then if you're not using a bank account, that mm. means you can get money. <laughs> we have to question you. Exactly. Uh, so uh-huh. with this Kumil, EFCC is able to um, regulate all the money coming in and what you're using it for and all of that. Yeah, those are the those are the bodies in place in these two locations. I think other countries also have their own. Yes, interesting. Now I I noticed or I heard uh, one of the explanations where you mentioned the board. I think it was when you were explaining about the US or something. So and that brings me to um, yeah. the point where I want to ask what it takes to 
start a non-profit organization what does it require what documents do you need how many board members or do you do you need a board member initially or as you grow all those stuff so what does it really take you know to start a, a non-profit organization mm. okay first thing i would say which i always say not everyone needs to start a non-profit organization okay I'm going to say that again for those at the back. So that they not can hear. Everyone, <laughs> not everyone needs to start a non-profit organization. Okay. Now I'm saying this because um, there are so many organizations. Let's let's focus on Nigeria since the majority of the audience is yeah. in Nigeria. Yeah. So there are so many organizations in Nigeria that exist but are not making impact. They are not solving problems. They are not changing lives. Mm-hmm. And the truth is, if you fall under that category, if you fall into that category, you are just useless. Yeah. I'm not going to paint it blue or black. Yeah. You, you are useless you. because you are adding you are adding to the statistics of organizations that are not being productive. Now I know everyone. Everyone has the passion to help people at one point in their lives. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. Yeah. So you might you might have old clothes and have friends who have old clothes and say you want to do a birthday outreach. Yeah. And from there, birthday outreach becomes NGO. Mm. You may not really necessarily have to have to start that NGO, you know. You just you just maybe needed to look for an organization that is doing something Already. similar to Mm. But yeah, already, and either volunteer with them or tell them you want to do this project under the organization's name mm-hmm. using your birthday as the opportunity or the platform. Yeah. And that's okay. And that's totally fine. And then you do one birthday outreach and we forget about it. Because, yes, the, you're giving the clothes to the children, they are wearing clothes. Is that the solution to the problem that they have? Do you mm-hmm. even know the problem mm-hmm. that they have? That's one. So, so it, it's one thing to to do an outreach. It's another thing to have a fully fledged NGO, mm-hmm. so a functional organization. So, a functional organization would be running like a business, like a company mm-hmm. that has structure, that has people working, that has documents to refer back to and everything is on point so mm-hmm. you cannot just start a business and allow the business uh, you are running a seasonal business meaning it's only every year on your birthday that would see you, see you. coming to post on your social media <laughs> one year page or, one year one reach <laughs> exactly or coming exactly or coming to tell people that you are doing something or come and help me or or I'm selling clothes to come and buy you. No, 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 no. We don't run businesses like that. Yeah. So why should you run an organization like that? So if if you just want to help people, look for an organization that is already doing something similar to what you have in mind. Mm-hmm. You volunteer with them or you partner with them or you even raise funds for them and give it to them to carry out the project for you. It, it, it even makes more sense because they are able to reach more people than you can reach and it even saves you time and energy. Mm-hmm. So my point is, not everyone, again, needs to start an organization, a non-profit organization. But 
if you have done your due diligence and you think um, whether God is asking you to start or something inside your heart is asking you to start, yeah, okay, it's not it's not a walk in the park. It's not something for you to come and come and be stealing money. Yeah. It's not something for you to come and be jeopardizing the lives of other people because there are people who venture into this thing and jeopardize other people's lives. So how exactly can you start a non-profit? Um, in Nigeria, the, let's, let's put registration and every other thing aside because that's what everybody wants to force. Mm. And everyone forgets to do the background work. And the truth is the background work is much more important than the registration and the bank account opening. And the media hype. Social media and all of this. Exactly. The the background work is much more than that. Mm -hmm. So what's the background work? The background work, you need to do your needs assessment. So what is the problem that you have identified? The problem you identified, under what SDG does it fall? Mm -hmm. So there are 17 SDG goals. You need to ensure that the problem you have identified and the problem you want to solve falls under an SDG goal. So um, when you've identified the SDG goal, you've identified the problem, you now need to identify at least two or three ways or even one way you hope to solve that problem. And it has to be creative. So when I say creative, meaning you need to ensure that it's something that the people you're trying to help would need. Mm -hmm. So you cannot come and tell me you want to solve the problem of water for me, or you want to solve period poverty and you're giving me reusable part when I live somewhere there's no water. Mm -hmm. You're contributing to my health issues because if I keep using that without washing it well, yeah. I'm going to have issues with the vagina. So those kind of things. So you need to think of the problem. How do you plan to solve it? What SDG goal does it fall under? Um, who are the people you are trying to solve this problem for? for mm. So what's the category? Is it children? Is it youth? Who exactly are you solving the problem for? Now, when you're able to identify these things, you can now move further and say, okay, I want to start from a particular community. What community am I starting from? Or where's the location I want to focus on to solve this problem? So some organizations say they are solving problems in Africa. And what you see them doing is they are donating clothes to children in different African countries. Mm. <laughs> so it's not about expansion. <laughs> it's not about expansion it's about actually making impact. a transformational change in the yeah. life of people impact. Yeah. so you need to be able to say I met these people at this point in their lives mm -hmm. or the people need to be able to say the people who you are helping these people met me at this point in my life this is what they did and because of this thing that they did I am now this yeah. so there is a transformation there is a transformation. So after you have done all of this, you move on to the next hard part, which is creating your document. So documentation would involve your mission, your vision, uh, your organizational values. That's mm -hmm. the value your organization is going to stand by. Yeah. Um, the next thing you would want to 
to put together is your programs. So your programs would be in line with the solution you say you want to solve yeah. um, at the beginning. Then um, after that, you now move on to creating your uh, budget, one-year budget, one-year strategy. So every organization should have a strategy document, non-profit strategy document. Mm-hmm. So you go to create your strategy document, your um, fundraising strategy, and then your budget. So what's the budget for one year? Mm-hmm. And um, um, how do you plan to raise the money mm-hmm. that you said is in your budget? So that's where the financial um, fundraising strategy comes in. So after all of that, you now start the other hard part, which is getting board of directors. Okay. So the board of directors have to be solely vested in what you do. Um, one mistake that a lot of Nigerians make sometimes is they just pick anyone just because they just want to register the NGO. Yeah. So CAC doesn't necessarily vet who exactly you're bringing in, mm-hmm. but you need to know that whoever you bring on board as your board of directors can make or mar your organization. Mm-hmm. I'm saying this from so you need to be very careful, do your due diligence in selecting your board of directors. So after all of this structure has been put in place, there are still so many other things to do, but then you can keep doing it gradually. Some of yeah. these other things, your volunteer structure, um, you can now move on to do your marketing plans, your digital strategy, you know, and all of that. That one is the other aspect of communications when it comes mm. to that. Yeah. Then you can also create your communications structure strategy which is very important too then um after that you can now decide you want to register so in the course of doing all of this some people just go forward and just go and register and then they haven't done all of this they just Mm -hmm. register and then they they just want to start doing things don't be too quick to wanting to do things because when you start when you start don't have the time to put the structures in place (laughs) exactly at this point, you can now register your organization officially. Name your organization properly. Um, mm. I think I forgot to mention that at the beginning. So <laughs> you hear a lot of crazy names. <laughs> but then you hear a lot of crazy names. Um, name your organization properly. It can be your name. For example, Ella Communications Foundation or Emanuela Emo Foundation, that's okay, depending on what exactly you want to do. But the foundation, most times, is for people who just want to do philanthropic work. That's how I see it. Okay. All these people that are doing foundations. Mm. And I don't know if this, is, if this is obtainable everywhere, but then that's how me, I personally see it. Because if you look at the trend in Nigeria, most people who have foundations, they are just given to the needy, doing mm, scholarship. Uh, doing giveaway, doing this <laughs> that they part. Doing, uh, they are doing everything. They are just here and there. So I see that as philanthropic work. You're not really doing NGO work. Mm. So you need to be guided. You cannot do everything. You cannot help everyone. Your sure. NGO needs to have a focus because that's the only way you will be able to successfully apply for grants, raise funds, and also build credibility. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so people people miss this part a lot of times. They want they are focused on SDG 3, 6, 7, 10, 12, 17. Mm. How exactly do all these SDGs marry? How do they function together? Like you cannot even focus on everything. Jack of all trade, master of no, no, true. Yeah. So after that, you register, you can now set up your online presence and start to document your process. From mm, the beginning, from the very beginning, yes, yeah, start to document your process. Um, you can now identify a community and start doing outreaches. But then identifying the community and be- before you even begin to do outreaches is a whole different ball game altogether. But then let me not bore you with all of that. Wow. I mean, I think the bulk of the whole conversation is get your structures right first. From yes. the word go before you talk of any other yes. thing. Yeah. Thank so you. when your structures are right and um, you have done all the necessary things you need to do, you have your name, you have registered, and we come to the point where you need to infuse technology because mm-hmm. this is an era where everything you do or intend to do, you must think tech. It, there's no two yes. about that. We so yes, we can't run away from tech. It's in our world now. So we must think tech. So yeah. and you are into digital marketing for non-profits. So yeah. what does Ella Communications do generally? And for maybe people that intend to start foundations or sorry, non-profits listening <laughs> <laughs> and they are wondering, okay, should I contact her? What do they do? So what does Ella Communications do for nonprofits? Okay, so basically, our focus is to help nonprofits impact driven organizations, leverage on tech, digital media, and communications for growth and visibility. So, we're all about helping organizations that are impact driven to get visibility and build credibility on this online space that we find ourselves. So, we're leveraging on the tools available to us, the new media tools that are available to us mm-hmm. to help um, organizations achieve this. So bringing it down to layman's terms, when it comes to online media management, um, that's social media management, um, website creation, communication strategy, um, when it comes to marketing or creating a fundraising campaign, mm. you know, digital strategies, all of that we are able to handle it for your organization. So it's basically giving us the stress and you sleeping and we're carrying it out for you. <laughs> so yeah, I work with a team of consultants and other um, skilled people that help to ensure that the work goes far. And mm. in the course of, we've actually been in existence for how many years? Two years. Wow. Yeah, two years. Next year, April will make us three. Wow. So we're two years this year, April 2022. Um, in the course of, of two years, two years plus, we've trained over a thousand nonprofit organizations. We've worked Ooh. with over 50 nonprofit organizations, offering them different services at different points in time. We have worked with big organizations in Africa. Mm. Um, creating their communication strategies. We've also planned um, 
brand ambassadorship programs for organizations to be able to push the work that they do, leveraging on other people's audiences. Um, another thing we do is training, team training. So if you need to train your teams yeah. when it comes to delivering on your social media or communications work and you think they are not well equipped, we also deliver trainings to different teams to be able to work effectively. Yeah. Um, yeah. So apart from outsourcing, you could outsource to us or we train you or, or we could carry out a recruitment process for you. So mm. that's one new thing we also added to our services. And that's because sometimes having to get us, like you want someone to work hands-on in your organization doesn't necessarily come cheap because you know we need to pay for services and time. True, true. So if that is not an option, outsourcing is not an option you don't have a team that we can train so what it means is we can build that dream team for you, for you. True. So we would find the talents that are needed to occupy or fill up this space in your communications and then we would set up your whole communications team recruit the people train them to do what they are supposed to do when it comes to working in non-profit communications because really not everyone knows how to work in non-profit communications it's sure. quite different from the normal business way we see things in fact mm. i think it's difficult that's basically um what we do when it that's when it comes to marketing and communication so like i said we help non-profits leverage on digital media tech and communication so that is three arms so when it comes to digital media we have a project which is like the baby of our digital media arm, which is the Humanitarians of Africa series or project where we have been telling the stories of different nonprofit leaders across Africa. So we've we've interviewed over 20 nonprofit leaders at the moment, but the goal is to interview more than that. Mm. Um, we're planning uh, the magazine the award ceremony, you know, it's a full-blown project. And hopefully, hopefully in the nearest future, five years, three years, something huge is going yeah. to come out of it. Yes. <laughs> something huge yeah. is coming out of it. Wow. I mean, yeah. if if you ever think of starting a non-profit, just surrender <laughs> your idea to Ella Communications because can you imagine the lineup? Oh, my <laughs> God. Wow. So much, so much. But then, do you work with any non-profit from anywhere in the world? Or are you restricted to a particular region or a particular continent, a particular place? Do you work with anybody from anywhere? We work with organizations anywhere in the world, but our primary focus is African organizations because we find that the gap in non-profit communications and marketing is larger in Africa. Africa. And we are far behind when it comes to tech and other um aspects of development you know so having to help african non-profits bridge that gap is very important but then we've worked with organizations from switzerland um australia us uk so many organizations so we're not we're not bound by location mm. we're available to travel at any point in time <laughs> wow. awesome awesome so how do we reach you uh how do we get to you so anyone that wants to connect with you or your company, how do we go about that? 
Okay, so to reach out to Ella Communications, you can follow us on Instagram. It is Ella with a H, E double dot communications. You can check us out on Instagram, on LinkedIn, on Facebook, all social media were there. You can also subscribe to your YouTube channel um, and see some of the stories and different activities that have been going on there. There's a lot of content there, free content that you can learn from. Um, if you want to reach out to me, feel free to send an email, ella at ellacommunications.com. So Ella with a H, E-double-A-H at ellacommunications.com. Cool. You can also visit our website, www.ellacommunications.com. Ella with a H. The H makes it small. Yeah, <laughs> the H is the difference. The H is the unique alphabet. Is the H. Exactly. <laughs> Wow. Awesome, Ella. Thank you so much for spending this moment. Oh, God. We've had an amazing time. And the lady of non-profit. Ah, yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. Thank you so much. Thank you for being on the show. I appreciate you. you. Have a beautiful day. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Okay, people. So have you nurtured the idea of starting a non-profit organization or NGO or a foundation and all of that? So I am sure you have found the basis for starting your organization today with all of the things that Ella has shared with us today. First of all, you need to put structures in place. You need to put structures in place before you come to social media, before you begin to tell the world, you need to put structures in place. You need to know, of course, what you want to do, how you intend to do it. And please, I I love what she said. If you just want to reach out to people once in a while, just find another organization or an existing foundation or charity or non-governmental organization, not even non-profit, just find someone that is already in the business and just partner with them or just be a part of what they are already doing. We will not all be non-profit organization owners or founders. So till I come your way next week with another exciting episode, stay blessed, stay productive. God bless you. Bye.